big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben, I'm here with Kai and Ed, and today we're going to be reviewing the Cardiff game and previewing the Bournemouth game. I know there's such a small space between the games, but that's why we're here uh, every single time. It might be a shorter one today, but I'm sure the content will be just as lovely. Uh, Ed, what made this game different to the 1-1 against Forest? I think looking quite just simply at the match stats, we have 15 shots. I think that's the first sign that we're starting to create more. And I think the front three were so busy. It just... I, I, when we were watching Forest, I thought... I didn't know how I felt about how, you know, Wagon will sometimes end up on the left with Jos on the right and Lawrence in the middle and then, you know, all these different fluid formation changes and whatnot. But I'm, I'm starting to see why it's starting to come to fruition. Like, I think... I think we are starting to show the creativity that we've been lacking, definitely. And I think as much as the goal was really annoying, I think, you know, wisdom being dragged about a bit is a shame, but I do think we're getting the concentration back. And I think we're getting that confidence back, which I think we've been lacking for quite a while. And I think it's only a matter of, I know we said this the other day, but I think it is only a matter of time before, as soon as we get that first open play goal, I think it will start all tumbling down really for us. Yeah. Uh, interesting point there about confidence, because I'm sure the players will be feeling a lot more confident after that Forest game and really should have gone on to win. One of the things that I feel let us down a little bit and sort of dragged us back to earth was the sort of almost carelessness to shoot at any opportunity. Uh, Kai, do, do you feel... what? Why do you feel we weren't hitting the target or troubling the keeper as much as we probably should have been even with 15 shots I think that's what happens when you come up against Neil Harris's side they're fairly well organised disciplined, well actually not disciplined some of the tackles they had thrown in last night were nothing short of horrific, especially the last one I think we'll come back onto that later but um, they're a very organised side and they're an organised side with poor players and how they've still got Sean Morrison Playing in a championship is unreal. Uh, poor, poor player. Um, but they didn't really give us much quarter going forward at points. They were very quickly onto the three. They knew who they had to stop. They couldn't get a lot of the time, but that's how it's going to be for us this season. Yoz and Lawrence linked up very nicely again. Jason Knight was pushing through again. I think it's just a bit of confidence. Like I said, once the one first one goes in, they'll start to tumble. I'm not sure if that'll be against Bournemouth because Bournemouth are a very good side. But coming up, we've got QPR, I think, in the next is it the game after this one. Um, so I think maybe then we might be seeing the first goal from an open play and maybe the first win. That would be very nice. Second win even. Yeah, well, well, it does it does almost feel like the first, it would be the first earned win. Because we were we were absolutely battered by Norwich and Definitely. still come away with the dub. Um, Ed, one player that I th- was actually voted man of the match was Camille Juzviek, Joswiak, Juzvek, however Jos. you say, Josie, Super Jos. Josie, why not? Uh, yeah, play an absolute blinder of a game. 
I'm sure the crowd would be absolutely on their feet if we were there in the stadium. But right towards the end of the match, he was clattered and there was a lot of swelling and he couldn't actually walk off the pitch. How worrying is that for not only the attacking uh, options that Cocker has available, but for the season in general? From I think they've, they've had to look into it today. I think they've not really said anything yet. I think, is it the press conference tomorrow, probably, for uh, Saturday? That'll probably be the best I sign of knowing. Travelling tomorrow, so it might even be a press conference. It might conference be today. today. It might be today. Yeah. But also, I, happy I, birthday, I Philip Koku. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Phil. Big up, Phil. Um, yeah. I do think that it was a worrying one last night, certainly. I think Ryan Conway was, was doing a bit of a thread because he was in the press box um, about how some of the staff didn't look too too happy and, and he, like you said he had to have help getting off the pitch but I do think I think in the post-match I think Philip said that he could he could be okay for Saturday I'm not I'm not banking on it I, I, I don't think he'll be in the in the squad on Saturday I, I don't think that would be a surprise either but I think the bigger question is where where that leaves Jordan Ibe in the short term because I think We've got Morgan Whitaker playing fairly well, but is he ready to start a game? Jordan Ibe certainly isn't ready to start a game. So who comes in for Jaws at the weekend if he's if he's not fit? And I, honestly, at the minute, I, I'm not really sure who. I think Sibley might come on and have a cameo, or we see Colin start and and like we alluded to earlier, put Martin out on the right and just see how that link up works. But I, I wouldn't. I'm, I don't think I'm too worried about the injury. I think I think we'll know more by the end of the day, maybe even tomorrow. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it was more of an impact thing. The challenge was awful, though. Awful. You mean it Colin would... Gibson, yeah. by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big Colin Gibson playing them up front. Yeah, that's exactly who I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever yeah. <laughs> um, one, one player who could have been suggested a few weeks ago was would be Jason Knight to play up there. But in the form that he's in, in the middle of the park with Shinny, keeping Max Bird and... Well, it, Rooney will be back, won't he? So keeping Max Bird and Rooney out of that midfield. Um, yeah, so Knight, I think, is the the linchpin in that. Kai, if Rooney is fit, does does he start on the bench? What minute does he come on? Where does he even play in the system? Because it's not... He's, you'd think that Curtis Davis... You'd say that Curtis Davis didn't have legs. But he's still making some runs. He, he did a bloody overhead kick yesterday. He's, we call he's, it that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Bryson took the piss, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sure it was to an extent. Um, so, and I'd say Rooney's a lot less fit than what Curtis Davis is. So, what what do we do with Wayne Rooney? Well, you say he's a lot less fit. Um, I'm not sure if he is. Rooney plays in a completely different position. If Rooney was a centre-back at 35 years of age, then he doesn't have to do as much running anyway. So I don't think he's very comparable in that sort of sense. But I think the only way Rooney plays is if, like you just said, Knight goes onto that wing. But I don't think Knight goes onto that wing because he's cemented his place in that position uh, along with Shinny, who have been absolutely superb for the past... Uh, three games especially and going back even further than that beforehand maybe Morgan Whitaker I shouted about him before 
the Forest game before we knew that Lawrence was back fit. Waggon again is another good shout and you put in Kizzy Richards up top, or even you could play Whitaker up top. Depends on how you want to uh, come up against Bournemouth, who will be a lot stronger going forward than the likes of Cardiff and Forest have been. I think it'd be a similar game to Norwich in that sort of sense as well. Um, we might have to drop back a lot more, play our more defensive shape. But as long as someone can protect Nathan Byrne, then we should be fine because obviously Byrne likes to get himself forward and Lawrence and uh, Camille have both been chasing back every single time. And we saw that again last night, we saw that at Forest and that's the most important thing other than going forward because we know what players can do going forward. We know what Whitaker can do. We know Kazian Richard's strength up top and Wagon's work rate. So as long as they can track back, as long as they can fill in that gap and not make it look like there's too much of a hole there, we should be fine. And again, I don't think we'll be doing that much attacking on Saturday anyway, so yeah. is it really going to matter too much? Yeah. Ed, is it time for Colin Kazan Richards? Is it time for him to start? I think it's an interesting one because we've not seen him start yet and it's it's hard to judge in two or three 15-minute cameos, what he's all about, like what his all-round game is. But what we've seen is that, I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to see why he's been brought in. I I think as much as he's not Chris Martin, you know, Darren mentioned his name yet in another podcast. um, I I think we're starting to see that link-up play. And I think we've got to give credit to Waghorn yesterday as well. I thought his link-up and his hold-up play when he was playing in the middle, I thought he, he was much better than I think most remember because he's been playing out wide a lot and and he's not really been able to do that as much. But I do think Colin starting a game against a former Premier League team of last year, I think it'd be interesting to see what he could do with those three centre-backs because they they also play a similar system to us. So it'd be interesting to see if he can muscle them about a bit, you know, maybe punch through holes, a few holes through them and and see what Lawrence and hopefully Josviak or or Waghon can do with that. I think... Like Kai said, we will be countering a lot more. So whether Colin is fast enough for that kind of system, we're yet to see it. So I think it's up to Philip, ultimately. I'd I'd rather let him decide, but I think, uh, why not? Just to add to that point, I mean, I don't know how much of a difference it would make, but we're playing at Bournemouth and obviously you get a sea breeze down there and it has happened before. And no, but the wind will pick the ball up a lot more, playing it further up, as we were saying, counter-attacking football, long ball. The ball's going to be picked up in the air quite a lot, I imagine. So I think he might be the best in terms of physicality to put up there. It's a weird sort of reasoning, but we've seen weirder things happen to Derby. So also, um, I've just seen on Twitter, well, I say just seen a few hours ago, um, someone, I don't know if it was a Polish reporter or something, uh, uh, Jozwiak was off crutches this morning. So it seems to be a bit more of an impact sort of thing rather than any sort of swelling like ligaments or anything. It, it did serious. look like that. It, it, it looked like a studs up on yeah. this, because it was a He's foot injury, him. wasn't it? Yeah, it was a foot injury. Him. So, I, I, And, you know, get him off his feet for a couple of days and I think he, sh- he should be all right for next midweek, I'd say. Yeah, maybe if, even if it's got to wait till week Saturday. Uh, yeah, well, that that's the <laughs> that's the Cardiff game. Well, we didn't even talk about Wagon's super free kick again, though. Look, because, I, I, it's because I, it's, I can't. It's I don't know words a for it. I, I think I don't know how he's turned into the, this Roberto Carlos <laughs> set piece. I think maestro. what we need to do now, as soon as we get into the box, turn back out and just draw a foul. 
<laughs> but that's what that's what Lawrence is. So Lawrence and Knight are perfect for that. The, the I don't know you're, you're low key, you're low key laugh, um, joking a little bit, but I get what I get the fleet way coming from. The two from. fouls that like, were given against us were very similar as well. Yeah, yeah. They're both just Definitely. Lawrence and Knight just being too quick for defenders or midfielders, whatever. And um, but I think we do need to comment on game management at points as well. A lot of missed chances again. Uh, it's not good to yeah. watch. Especially some, some of the times when players could be played through and they're not getting played through, it's frustrating to watch because you can see it clearly. Players should be able to see that as well. It's not like they're thirty yards in front of them; they're about five yards in front of them, and they've got no one on them. So, look up, please, lads. Um, one thing I noticed last night as well. I think quite a lot of pe- people, me included, last night kind of questioned why uh, Lee Buchanan was put on the right and, and Burn was taken off, and it, it kind of felt like a weird, a weird substitution but I think in hindsight I do understand why Phil did that I know it was as a result of that that they scored didn't they it wasn't as a res- direct result of the sub but after that was when they scored And that, but I do I do think that it was the right thing to do I think Byrne did look a bit dodgy on the ball which we'd not really seen so far this year and I think they were pinging diagonals left right and centre weren't they so I think putting Buchanan on the right for the time being was 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 an all right move. I, I wouldn't have done it myself, but then again, I'm not the manager of Derby County, so. Forsyth was fairly solid when he came on as well. I think. Yeah, he. Um, I think when he it, comes off the bench, he he always puts in a shift, and he's got a very I, trademark I, cross on him, hasn't he? Yeah, his, his <laughs> the whip, Foz cross. Always, it, every always single just time. Too far, just just too far, but like just the quickest uh, strike would be on the end of that. But yeah, Jack Marriott. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just one more little note the stat that Big Owen on Rams TV said last night Jason Knight is the most fouled teenager in Europe in what Europe. Europe. love that what a love stat. that that is that is not surprising though either <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 as much as we're laughing I do think that actually sums up quite nicely how mm. good of a player he is because you, you look player. at you, you look at players like Jack Grealish and Wilfred Zaha in the Prem, the reason they get targeted so much is because they make a difference. They yeah. make that chance. They make that break that forces them to be fouled. I know also Grealish is a bit of a knob as well, but <laughs> Jason Knight is clearly being targeted now. They, they can clearly see that he's adding value to this squad, and that's good for us in the long run because we've got the better players as well. It's so, happened in similar fashion to Sibley as well, um, just after his form started to drop yeah, towards the end of last season. Definitely. The players start to, and it's a big compliment to these young lads, especially because it proves that they're doing something right. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so let's just go into the uh, Bournemouth predictions then. Uh, Ed, what do you reckon is going to happen on Saturday? Saturday, uh, which is in, um, which is in two days' time. <laughs> two days. Um, see, it's a really hard one because the last two I, I can't remember what my last two predictions were but I keep I keep saying a draw and we keep getting draws ultimately I'd be very happy with the draw against Bournemouth because again we relegated last year but we are due a win and we do need one and and, and soon you know whether that'll come in this weekend or maybe even against QPR next Wednesday I'm going to go sensible again and I'm going to say one all because not only did that happen you know, last night, but I, I do think that, as Kai alluded to, they've got a lot going forwards. I think Josh King is actually playing for them, which is quite a scary sight with with Solanke, and I think Dan Juma's looked 
class this season so far. But they play a similar system to us, so I think we can cancel them out for most of the match. And I think we'll also challenge up top. So I reckon one all with a, I don't know, a Jason Knight goal for us and a Dominic Solanke goal for them. Sounds about right. Kai? Um, I think we're very similar to the Watford game. I don't think we're going to get forward as much as we'd like to, especially in, compared to the last two games. They're stronger going forward themselves as well, so our defence is going to have to be not doing what they did for the goal. And I think it may, it will make a difference as well if um, David Marshall starts. I think Ruse is okay, but Marshall's a lot stronger. He Marshall, it's fair. Ruse did. You he, you're right. He did Marshall the goal better last night than he has done pre- previously. That's a pun. But David Marshall is our number one for a reason, and I think he makes a huge difference to his team. I think the defense, the defense is more confident with him around as well, and he gets the ball out quicker, which helps us. So, if Marshall starts, I'm going to go with what Ed says, one-one. Um, I think it also make a difference in terms of who starts in that defense if Nathan Byrne gets a run out again after what Koku. Well, I was going to say describes as shambles, but Koku describes it as a weak performance of his. I can't imagine him being dropped low, but yeah, one-one, waggle free kick, and. <laughs> Uh, a wagon free kick and goal. No, it's Dominic Solanke as well. Solanke as well. If Wagon scores again, I'm going to be another free kick. I might might put a bat on for it because there's nothing to lose for this one because I'm going to win it easily. I'm for somehow I'm going to be the most positive one out of you lot. I'm going to go for a 1-0. We're not conceding. Wait, what do you mean somehow you're going to be the most positive? I'm not being funny. I recall a 4-0 prediction against Huddersfield and you also predicted us to finish second in this league. So I think if anyone's going to be the positive one here it is still... Well, you. bear in mind, so... I did I did go through a dip of just thinking, we're awful. We're so awful. But then we again, were. I was right. How many do you reckon we would put past the same side that we played against Blackburn now? I, st- I don't think they'd have scored as many because theirs were quite... They, as much as we defended poorly, I think they were kind of freak. Bradley Johnson's five goals were very freak. <laughs> um, I, I, I reckon we could have put a couple past them. I think yeah. it would have been like a 3-2 win for them or something like that. Because they're on yeah. form, so... Yeah, uh, 1-0. going to go for a Tommy Lawrence Thundercracker, as we do so love to see. Yeah. Is that from a free kick? Uh, no, that's from... 30 yards outside the box, a Jason Knight layoff. Is it bad that I really want a tap-in? Because we've just not scored tap-ins. No. I just really want a really scrappy open well, don't let, goal. Well, don't let Tom Lawrence do it. He's an anti-tap-in merchant. Colin. I just Colin. Colin, if he Colin, starts, I want yeah. him to score. Apart from the Marriott goal, which was a decent sort of finish, the last really bad goal we scored was Whitaker's against Birmingham on the last day. And it was oh, that yeah, yeah. really terrible header. Like the header. The, yeah, the rebound header. Beautiful stuff. Sibley scored a good goal in that game, didn't he? Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. But... Top, top corner. Good old Sibbers. Right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We've been Ben, Kai and Ed. And we'll see you next time. Up the Rams. Up the Rams.